0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Conversation for Our Generation, where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. Today, we have a very interesting episode. I will be talking with Stained Glass Zealot from Twitter. You can find him at Glass Zealot. Check out what is going on there. And it is a really interesting conversation about beauty, about the church about how beauty and truth are interlinked and about things like the lindy effect as well which was a very interesting discussion for me learning about something new and a lot more but really i think what it is great about this is it is apolitical i know we've had and are still probably having a lot of political discussions a lot of political distractions in our lives and this is a great conversation about something that's just interesting novel And beautiful. And I think that that will be a great escape right now after everything that's going on and all of the chaos around us and the impatience and us wanting to know answers. And instead we can look to this and I think have a conversation about something beautiful that has stood the test of time. We talk about churches and about windows here, stained glass that has been around for a thousand plus years, 1500, some places longer. I mean, just long ages of this beauty lasting and i think that it really puts into perspective the uh few extra weeks we have to wait maybe to figure out the result of an election or the impatience and this need to have something now and i think that when we see the patience that it took to build some of these things that stood the test of time and still do and probably will for another thousand years in some places i think it puts a lot of that mentality that we have in as modern people to want everything right now kind of wanting that microwave satisfaction where you can put it in the microwave in 30 seconds you have a meal we want that all the time and in every way and I think taking a little time to reflect and to slow down is something that I am working on doing personally but I think all of us can definitely use a little bit so with that let's hop into my conversation here with the stained glass it. and I also want to before I do that remind you. That you can check out conversationforgeneration.com for more content like this. If you want to see the full episode and watch it with beautiful stained glass pictures, you can go and subscribe at conversationforgeneration.com for $2 a month. You can watch all of the full length interviews that I've done. You can always listen on the podcast, but if you want to watch it, if you want to see the interaction, you can check it out there on conversationforgeneration.com. So definitely go there and check that out and subscribe to the podcast, leave it a good rating and review check out what GlassZeld is doing, and I also want to apologize for some weird sound issues on my side last when I was recording this. I don't know what it was, if it was a bad connection. He is over in Europe, and so I don't know if Zoom was having issues there, but it definitely came off a little bad on the sound, so I just want to apologize for that. I did what I could to fix it up, but I am not the best sound engineer, so I try to get it right when I'm recording, but for some reason, it came off a little bad. So. Please bear with me, enjoy the conversation, and let me know what you think. And if there's other guests that I should be checking out, definitely let me know. But now, let's go ahead and hop over to the interview. Hi, Stained Glass Zealot. Thanks for joining me today on the Conversation of Our Generation.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation and to talk to you, obviously, about the beauty of stained glass and all that, all that stuff, but also... I think it'd be good to just start off with a little bit about you and what you're doing um with your twitter account and other stuff that you're working on well
1: uh the first thing i'm a stained glass zealot on twitter and what i do is i post I, or try to post as beautiful images as possible of stained glass mainly in churches but also in other places but the church stained glass and this is in my opinion the best stained glass and i try to convey the beauty that I've experienced myself to a wider audience and it's I feel it's catching on. So that's what I do. And besides that, I also have an Instagram account, which is a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. and I also write on the Substack. Stack. That's that's the main things I do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I I definitely think that for me, stained glass when I think of it, I think of immediately churches for sure. And the one time that my uncle accidentally uh, hit a golf ball on a golf course off to the right. And he said, there's this big, huge stained glass window. And he might've put a hole in it and he left a note and never heard back. And I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have like, you know, a 10 foot stained glass window facing the golf course side, put that on the other side of your house. That's, you're kind of inviting trouble at that point.
1: Was it the church or no?
0: It was a house like someone's house that they had this custom stained glass window. He's like, that's (laughs) a repair. (laughs)
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah well uh that's a sad story to hear the destruction of the stained glass because yeah. i i i often research a lot in a uh, in stained glass and I, I do i find that every time church stained glass get broken or gets destroyed or or gets replaced it gets replaced by less picturesque. Art, you know, you have the, the old church art has a lot of beauty and a lot of depth, historical depth as well, because it was the Bible of the people before. And <laughs> of course, in your case, it isn't valid, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it gets replaced by this blocky blocky stained glass. And it's it's a pity.
0: Yeah, it is. I grew up in a church definitely, I don't know how it is over where you are, but in America, for sure like in after vatican council I have to say
1: i'm uh, i'm from europe we had a small introduction before i'm here from europe so yep. i'm from europe
0: <laughs> exactly and so uh, here we like after the 60s all of the churches just kind of got this stale like sectioned off like you have like the narthex now where it's like this is where you go and shake hands after church and then the tabernacles are never in the actual sanctuary and it's off in the chapel onto the side and they also just made the Place where you worship very sterile and very plain. And if there is any stained glass now, it is shapeless and there's no story to it. There's no, you know, you're not seeing saints, you're not seeing the stations of the cross or something like that, that has, like you said, significance historically or biblically. It's just kind of like primary colors that have this abstract pattern. And, you know, it's kind of nice that it shines on the altar and then like and brightens up the altar a little bit, but that's all it does. And I I think that it has gone the same way. as just about everything else with churches and with beauty that it's kind of lost the sense of we do the this. Divine.
1: That's how I see it. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the divine beauty. Yeah. It's, it's something that to me, the, the, the church really has lost the, you have the good, the true and the beauty and the beautiful and the at least on the part of the beauty we're losing that in, in churches is not you you have the I don't know if you know the Saint John Cantus church in uh, uh Chicago who does it really well it's a it's a church and they try to make it as ornamented and as 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 beautiful as possible like it's a it's a huge church and it's when you feel there you feel like you're in heaven in a sense and I like you said, and that's what I also try to convey with my account is there's something we've lost, and also in the churches, not only in the in the cities where you go and the, and you see a huge sky uh, sky sa- sorry skyscrapers, yes, <laughs> sorry for the difficult word, um, and I think there it's interconnected somehow. This this protestant removal of 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 icons of 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 deep meaning of i don't know how you see it but that's and <laughs> you see it on my account i often post saints i post the saint of the day i post i post the uh, the the rose windows of of reims and of uh, of nice and of great yeah the great french cathedrals and the northern you go in europe the more the protestant vision has Put itself in the in the churches that's how it's see it. america has suffered i feel less under that even compared to europe
0: mm-hmm. i i think that that's also because we still came from sort of the english tradition which i think england has been spared a little bit from that like that i think that the sterilization of churches like you can go to an anglican church and it'll feel catholic yeah that's, feel-
1: that's really weird i don't know if it, I posted this week uh sorry for interrupting I posted this week uh, a video on um Adeste Fidelis," so oh come you Fet- faithful and they played it in Anglican church and somehow it felt so a lot more reverent compared to yeah compared to most catholic churches where I go
0: especially in some of the Soto stuff yeah for sure and and, and so that's that's cuz like when I went to I actually visited England and Ireland I'm Irish heritage so we went and like did the sightseeing and then saw family and stuff when I was in middle school and it, and it was definitely cool you couldn't tell the difference between like you know Westminster Abbey which is I guess I'm trying to remember but it's definitely Protestant now it, it and like St Paul's for instance which is I Catholic like
1: Westminster Abbey
0: I think it was built Catholic because it's old enough. Um, it, it
1: was built Catholic? I think it's, I'm not sure, but I think it's Anglican. I'm not sure.
0: Now. I'm pretty sure. I think that uh, that was one of the things yeah. that Henry seized when he took the yeah. church and in But you off. still
1: have the Catholic influence on it. It's, yeah.
0: uh... And it, everything else is kind of built in that vision in a lot of ways. It seems like even stuff that's newer since then, since that split, it feels like they kind of kept that. Because I think there's something deep in the english heritage of like they still want to they all their churches were still built very englishly so they didn't have to worry about splitting off from catholicism because they kind of already had this english catholic look and feel that their churches have i think and i think they just maintain that
1: yeah the the anglican versus the the catholicism of now is a interesting it's yeah I recommend to your viewers to uh, to watch, to look up videos to, on uh, on Anglican Christmas carols, for example. Those are, it, I had shivers when I watched those videos. It was It's it's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you've watched some of them or...
0: Mm-mm. I'll have to check it out. I think I saw your post on it, but I was somewhere where I was like, I don't know if I want to play sound. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's so with, with social media, you're like... What are people gonna like, when I click in, what sound is gonna come out and what are people gonna be like looking at you? Like, why are you doing this right now? Yeah. So, especially, yeah. I generally am, you know, scrolling through Twitter while watching a show with my wife that I don't care to watch is generally when I get on Twitter. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and then you post the- uh, Yeah, your... like,
0: I'm not interested in this. <laughs>
1: then you post the great memes on the modern arts. <laughs> Exactly. Man, that one
0: blew so up man <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy uh it was interesting i did i had just like done what one was the it
1: before. what was it on for your viewers that missed it
0: uh, somehow yeah, good point for people who didn't see it i did one where it was the you know how it started how it's going with the sistine chapel and that banana that was taped to the wall and was supposedly art <laughs> and it just i still keep getting notifications like for days like i would miss like three days after that I wouldn't see other notifications it was just it blew like
1: through the internet man
0: <laughs> it yeah.
1: blew right through the internet
0: <laughs> and so it, it was definitely nice I definitely I think I have a very different type of following now because that's I got a lot of followers as well a lot more
1: traditional a lot more traditional uh, followers I think and the traditional arts that's also what I try to aim for to not try to be traditional because it's it's against something but because it's for something it's for beauty that's what I it's it's a feeling it's it's hard to put into words but when you see it it clicks with so much people uh, I've, I I've had so much comments on my my account and people said oh this I'm going to say this 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 is the best account i've ever visited it's mm-hmm. so beautiful and you know it's uh, when you see these things it's makes your day you know mm-hmm.
0: I like that point of being for something, because I think that there are a lot of kind of the rad trad type people in America on the Catholic side of things, especially that are just against Novus Ordo mass that are just new things instead of, you know, talking about the beauty of it, about connecting to the tradition that when you have the beautiful Latin mass that was said for 1500 years, you know, or. Yeah, around the yeah. rights that are even older, some of them. There's something beautiful with connecting to all of church history that you want to preserve. And that if you just go away from that, then you kind of break a serious tradition and rob people of a serious heritage. And I think that when you make that argument, it is a lot better than acoustic guitars don't belong in mass. Like that's just, some people, uh, it's, it's, it's Knowing that's a good thing to have, I think. For people who are coming from a Protestant denomination, they want to celebrate kind of like that, okay? You know, that's as long if you're celebrating the true faith, it works for me. So if if it works to evangelize people, I think that's good. But if you don't want to go to a mass like that, then find a traditional one. And I think that building up both sides is good.
1: Yeah, I just hate the division that's being created. We're like you said, it's the good faith. It's not. If you if you try to divide divide people, it's it, you won't you won't end anywhere. That's that's how I feel, and I think you feel the same way about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I do this is trying to you know bring people together to have discussions and really find the common ground and move forward where there is common ground. And so I'm curious, you mentioned uh, something to me before this before we started recording of Divine Light by Abbot. Okay, okay it's french i i took spanish in high school so french pronunciations are not my thing i but speak french that's not so <laughs> yep oh yeah good point obviously um and so that's uh if, if you want to talk to me a little bit about that the divine light and what well that is. it was a 12th century
1: abbey from saint denis in france and he wrote on the divine light and how churches should be built. And he was one of the main founders behind the idea of beauty in the church. And so he wrote on the divine light and he wrote on the, the depth of a, that the cathedral should have or a church should have. And uh, together with with, with his architects, uh, which are unknown, mm-hmm. as far as I know, he, he built the foundation of Gothic cathedrals. So the, the gothic architecture, the gothic. Uh, so what's gothic architecture? The uh, Chartres, Saint-Chapelle, the, the beautiful high windows. If you're in France, you're surrounded by the, by the beautiful purple and blue light. And I've, I find him his writings an inspiration in a sense. So he's, the, the, that beauty of the gothic cathedrals has been lost in a sense for me. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think that there is something truly impressive about that style of architecture just the intricacy the you know just everything about it is incredible and i i definitely think that that's good how how has also
1: also i wanted something to ask to the if architecture that's something an idea that i had in the on gothic architecture on good architecture in general and beauty is fractal beauty is uh-huh. if you move at a distance and it looks beautiful and you move closer and it still looks beautiful but you see other things and you go close close up and it's still beautiful i think that applies very well to to gothic architecture good stained glass and just good architecture and beauty in general and that's a little bit lost in modern more modern styles of <laughs> churches mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's very true because if you look at, you know, the church facade from far away, it has this big grandiose look and feel just thinking of like Notre Dame for instance. Uh, and then you kind of zoom in and you see, yeah, like- The gargoyles, the the, the, the gargoyles. rose window or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and even, you know, there's just, and then even all the details on every column or anything that you have has that sort of flare and that, like that kind of I don't know what it is it's almost like ivy almost that they kind of etch into everything and has that sort of organic look to it as well kind of it's it's truly incredible I think and I now I go to actually uh Saint uh, Saint Joan of Arc here in Indianapolis which I just kind of threw that out there for the internet but um it is this old style building it's not quite gothic but it is a very traditional looking uh church that was built over 100 years ago now or about 100 years ago is when it started hmm. being built. and you've seen pictures of it i guess <laughs> they weren't the best quality when i but but uh I'll, ah I'll,
1: yes oh i saw it yes yeah. you shared it other One ones uh at
0: mass this weekend it was a... for you. excuse me i i didn't yes. hear it I'll, I'll get you some better pictures of the stained glass this weekend at mass oh great great yeah
1: uh can you explain a little bit more the church for the viewers or for the listeners excuse me because I it was a restored church that's what I remembered and it was in a sense that's what I really like there was a destruction happening after Vatican II which wasn't in the in the lit in the literary Mm -hmm. and and what happened these stripped ornaments they removed yeah they removed pretty much everything Mm -hmm. they put the focus away from the altar, put the altar in the front. Uh, you can see it a lot in European churches and somehow they've restored some of the sacred
0: in your church. That's yeah. it. Yeah, they maintained it for sure. Like it, basically what was happening is they put a fresh coat of paint on. Um, they kind of had tiles that were cracking. They have this new terrazzo floor that has, um, you know, four in it in and, uh, and the Jerusalem cross, I believe as well. At, like for St. Joan of Arc and everything. So it kind of like, he's like, it, the goal is that it kind of looks like a sword coming down the middle aisle. Um, and, you know, so it's just full of, like and at the top of the altar, there's actually St. Joan of Arc and St. George um, standing there yeah, together and stuff. And so it, I think it just does a really good job of capturing so much of that history because...
1: Yeah, as you, sorry for interrupting again, but I love the, the also the symbolism and the deep mythology behind the the old church beauty like you said St George and Saint Joan of Arc they put in front it's it's mm. it adds so much and it's if people don't get don't find this attractive they they can of get attracted by, they they can find the Saints inspiring or you have uh, there's always something
0: for people in Catholicism but, mm-hmm. there is. For sure. And and that's something that drew me back was the beauty of that church. I was like, well, if I could go here, this is somewhere that I'd go back to church. And that's where I actually started going back at, on weekly mass and everything, because I hadn't for a while. Um, and so I think that there is a sense that beauty does draw people in. Yeah. For sure.
1: The The beauty draws you and the, the depth mm-hmm. makes you stay. That's how I see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the full depth of Catholicism beauty was also a big part for me Mm -hmm.
0: I agree I think that that's something that you you recognize as as it draws you in you don't see the importance of it I don't think until it kind of strikes you it's sort of like you know when when you meet someone who will one day be your spouse it's kind of like I think it's almost something like that where initially beauty might be what makes you ask someone out on a date but as you get to know somebody there's something that deepens and uh and, and i mean obviously i'm not the first to think of that song of songs is a pretty good description yeah. of it. um but that i think there is a real sense that we're meant to be attracted to beauty because we're meant to be well god and god is beauty itself
1: well beauty is lindy i see because mm. <laughs> let me first explain lindy because yeah. we yeah. have all we've always had beauty in our life, let's say like also nature has some kind of beauty and the temples also temples throughout history have always some kind of reverence, some kind of beauty, churches all, also, then it it somehow got lost. So we think beauty is a is a Lindy ID. And what's Lindy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Lindy is a um, you can apply it to concepts that uh yeah you can apply it to um ids can apply to ids so ids that have stayed for a long time will stay for a long time so for example the catholic religion has stayed for a long time so it will probably stay again for a long time it's actually a kind of revolt against too much modern influences it's it it's um yeah that's that's how i see it i don't know you've
0: read a little bit on it so (laughs) yeah just to give people the basic is is From Wikipedia here, the Lindy effect is a theory that the future life expectancy of some non-perishable things like a technology or an idea is proportional to their current age so that every additional period that something survives implies a longer remaining life expectancy. So, you know, those ideas, you know, if we're still reading Socrates, you know, in Plato today, then there's a good chance that they will not just last another, you know, 20 years, they're going to probably last another 2500 years years. and and so that's definitely interesting to me because i think that there's a sense too of the beautiful buildings that we see you know i talked about westminster i mean i think it's probably i'm not sure when it was built or when it was finished but i think they started that close to a thousand years ago if i'm not mistaken and there's many other churches like that throughout europe that have been around for i see
1: here 1065. So, yeah, pretty close. (laughs) Yeah, pretty close.
0: And so, and so, still a thousand years later, almost it's still beautiful and it's still standing, and we still appreciate that style. And I don't think that there's a lot of stuff being created today that's going to last like
1: something, Lindy is something that has been selected through the past of times, and it, it stays, it's something to stay, it's something eternal versus something fashionable,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and what's that distinction for you between those two, because that's um, as well
1: the, between the fashion and the and the yeah. eternal. Well, mm-hmm. the fashion is something that looks cool at the moment. It's and it's yeah, it just looks cool at the moment. For example, soggy pants or something or hurl, holes in your pants. It can look cool at at that moment, but if you look back at it twenty years later. You look upon it like ah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, that wasn't it, yeah. but and we should try to focus more on the eternal than on the temp, the fashionable. That's the eternal beauty. That's how I see it. I don't know if you have something, another nice anecdote to add or. <laughs> I mean, I think of it as the difference
0: between yeah, like ripped jeans and a three-piece suit. It's like ripped jeans can be cool sometimes not cool other times that goes in and out but like the three-piece suit or an elegant ball gown like those things I could look at something that's 20s era I could look at something from the 1800s I think dresses may be a little bit different women's fashion might not be but I can look at a suit from a man for the last 200 years and I would say that it always would look pretty good you know, like mm-hmm. as long as it's a decently made suit I think that you'd always say that person is dressed sharply it, collars may change little things might change but it's something that works and that's like a i think something where even in fashion there are sometimes those sorts of things that stick around but there's mostly
1: recurring themes that's yes. around that's and mm-hmm. for example stupid ideas the 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 fashion of pants has stayed for a long time. I know it's a ridiculous idea, but it's 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 something the Romans didn't have, for example.
0: That's a good point.
1: <laughs> uh, sure. To trace something through time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. But yeah, and I, I think of there's a neighborhood in Indianapolis on the north side. Um, that's just all these old, beautiful houses that, I mean huge houses on uh like our main meridian street uh and then there's some people who have built new houses or torn down houses that were there and rebuilt that are just this modern boxy like if you, you can picture those ones that have like it's white gray and like wood like a brown wood That's all that's the same design all over the place i see it no matter what and it's like that's just kind of an eyesore in the middle of this area that has really all sorts of different shooter. Tutor- uh, the, pro- the problem I
1: have with it is it might look cool for some people at that moment. It might look cool. to and But the, also one problem I have it, it's the materials that mo- they use tend to degrade over time. They, they are not eternal in a sense. Like church materials are built to last. The stained glass of Saint-Chapelle the Saint-Chapelle one you have to look it up it's magnificent I post it every week because it's so beautiful it's it has stayed there for 700 years the 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 walls of beauty and it's built to last
0: hopefully (laughs) Yeah. yeah I mean I'm just curious uh I haven't seen what's happened with Notre Dame since the fire but did the stained glass you know last through that okay did it make it out some parts
1: did but and some parts didn't that's Mm. how i yeah it's mostly the inside that was yeah
0: gotcha that's i was just curious because i know i mean obviously the crazy thing is still that facade out front stands despite i mean it's horrific
1: i'm less afraid of the church burnings i'm more afraid of people not going to the churches because that's also one big important part in europe it's Part of our heritage. Even mm-hmm. where I live, I also live in Western Europe, but not in uh, France. Mm-hmm. We have churches built 1,000, 1,100 years old, and no nobody visits it except the old people who have known the pre-Vatican faith. And mm-hmm. the problem is, they are stripped of their beauty. Still ancient buildings, but governments don't want to support it anymore because it's such a burden on the yeah to support it because it's not. It's yeah, not it's,
0: it, anymore now that people aren't practicing
1: yeah and we don't see it as much as you see it and we don't see the value as much as you in america this is something i look up to mm-hmm. because yeah. we 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 have more protestant influences i think the the yeah mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that that's a part of it but also we we don't have government supported religion either so our churches don't get any money from the government i think that that's another part of it is oh yeah it's it's respond. it is kind of a market sensibility where it's like we're not giving money to the government to yeah. give the church and having that degree of separation it's like when people yeah. like the church but it's, it's different people...
1: it's a little bit different the age the the age of your churches not to offend you are, are a lot lot less than than the churches in europe like the, mm-hmm. those are ancient
0: monuments yeah for sure that, that is true, and so they are probably, there is more of like an antiquities and historical preservation as well, um, but yeah, it's, I think that that's one thing, and I think too, you know, if you look at when so many, uh, when you look at so how so many things were built or when so many pieces of art and great literature were written in certain societies, America is a very young country, we're only a couple hundred years old. Yeah. We celebrated our bicentennial in my dad's lifetime. (laughs) So that's, you know, a very different thing. We're, I mean, yeah, around 250 years old. And so a lot of places didn't, you know, that didn't have their great works of art until after that period of time. It wasn't, you know, there, so there is, I think a lot that culturally, the reason why I think America is so profound prolific is because we're kind of at that point where you start to have an identity and I think that that's also part of why so many people are attacking the American identity because you know that's kind of that western cowboy that sort of American spirit I think people go after that because
1: it's still an identity that's developing you say or yeah
0: and, and there's kind of that mythology right I mean just picture I mean I know probably English literature better than French literature but you know the the, I mean, St. Joan of Arc and St. George are, you know, hundreds of years old, those saints, but that happened, you know, a thousand years after Christendom began also, so it's like there was a huge period of time before you had St. Joan of Arc, and this kind of, and you know, all of these saints that now seem very ancient to us, you know, I mean, it took a long time to get Thomas Aquinas, you know, but still he's, we're he's still a thousand years removed from us, and so, I think that there's a sense that because our culture is very young, there's still something forming and still, I think, a coming together that has to happen uh, in in the arts. Culture
1: is continuously evolving, I think. Mm -hmm. But in Europe, it has somehow stopped, I feel. That's more stopped than in in America. Not stopped, but slowly. It has been evolving
0: more slowly. Yeah, it seems like it has. I think that I personally think that the world wars really hurt uh, the development and culture of Europe because it was sort of this sense that all of a sudden you couldn't have a local pride of some sort, right? Yeah. I think there was a backlash against sort of national identity, which you could argue was probably somewhat good because there were bad things that came from it. But also there's a sense that when you just made one well, europe under the eu you kind of lose the character of these different nations that have very different heritages very different histories and cultures
1: yeah you have to see the the different cultures mm-hmm. I, I i love the concept of localism you have the the different parts different countries and even within those countries you have different sub communities and different different parts that that are completely culturally different mm-hmm. And still, they, they come together to form a, a, a country. And it's not, I, I'm not a huge nationalist. I just love the, yeah, again, the fractal idea of nationalism. You have the, the the, you have France, but within France, you have Paris, you have Reims, you have Nantes, you have Nice, you have Lyon, and they are all different no. sub-regions with, with their own identity, like you said. And you have to, not preserve it, but appreciate it. That's the word I'm looking for. You have to appreciate that the 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 differences between them.
0: For sure. I think that there is a lot of ignorance in America that's driving the globalization because they just kind of act, people here just act like white people are the same and have no culture. And I'm just like, I think you should go just travel yeah, in Europe from country to country. Like go from like, barcelona into spain into france and all these people are probably would check the box white and tell me that those places are the same right if you and for example (laughs) i I don't know if you
1: agree but also something i'm struggling with in the in the last few months is how much (laughs) white as a are the greek philosophers for example they they are from Greece, which, which is more lots east east and mm-hmm. the in the east compared to where mod more modern Europe is related. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you there's a certain yeah, I don't know if you agree with it.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. They they just kind of act like anything Europe especially here, anything European is this monolithic Christian thing and that's it. That's like yeah. basically and it, and it might be separated between Catholic and Protestant, but even then, I think people here are so secularized. Yeah, the, the mo-
1: oh, and that's like how you that. your podcast, or what was it actually the reason why you started your podcast? It sounds like that was one big part of it, or
0: yeah. I mean, I definitely think that in growing in my understanding of it, was really just started to search for truth and have a dialectic with people like you and others that I've had on the podcast to just learn and seek truth wherever I can find it. And in doing so, I definitely over the last couple of years have come back to my faith more um, and started practicing that for sure. Uh, But it's interesting. I I just think that our America is just very ignorant of what's going on outside of America right now. We're very ignorant of what's happened in our own past uh, and our education system ensures that that happens. But I just think that if people understood how the local communities, how when you go to Europe and you can walk down these little streets and these, you can kind of go in within a city and just see different little cultures happening. That there's there's not this monolithic thing that's yeah, white a- that's that's Christianity. It's it's very unique in a bunch of different places, and that having that localism is good.
1: I do have to admit that we have the same view of uh, America as well so it's it's not only the part of the Americas
0: yeah no I know but I think that I think that that's something well obviously Marx had a lot to do with that
1: part with that might be the the Lindy thing of the of the IDs like how old are the IDs for example America do they see European IDs as their own if they if no then there might come some simplistic notions of oh, this is europe this is america and and it's monolithic but if you have the full depth of the 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 heritage tracing back from for example you said you're irish yes and then you go back to the irish heritage and then you look up for what happened in ireland and you trace it back to the 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 depth of of the ids yeah
0: and that's exactly it so like and I, I see where you're going earlier with like trying to trace kind of that history of thought. And that's a huge part of what I've been trying to do is just connect my ideas that I had to history and see how they kind of hold up. Because I, I found myself believing things that I didn't really know the basis for. And as you go back, you get I think a lot more intricate, nuanced mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, and you're no <laughs> well, longer. I'm
1: experiencing as well with the stained glass account. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. so just so much tradition and depth and richness if you go into the past of Catholicism alone. It's mm-hmm. it's it's absurd.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It's truly incredible. It's, yeah, it, it's definitely very interesting to see, just the wealth of potential knowledge that you can find and the different avenues you can take you can study for your whole life and just really feel like you never be satisfied yeah
1: what, what what did you say i said you
0: uh, you could feel like you just scratched the surface even if you study your yeah, whole. Life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you could study thomas aquinas your entire life and still find something new and beautiful in what he wrote and there's people who do that and and that's just one thing.
1: <laughs> it's also, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, and I don't know if you agree, but universities have a part in that of removing some of the history, of, of, of history in the university curriculum. For example, we start with Plato, we go to, to Cicero and the great Roman and, and Greek philosophers. And then all of a sudden, there's a gap. <laughs> and then you start from the 16th century.
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of history that happens in between there they're like oh yeah there's the crusades and the inquisition which if people no, want to look i up, was
1: talking on philosophy mostly but yeah, but also philosophy
0: but yeah that is true there is there is definitely a loss of and, and literature too we do that like where it's like yep you read the iliad and the odyssey and in yeah. it and then it's like now we read shakespeare and you're like well what about dante or i mean i yeah. know there's that's all i I have a bad education on this. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, And I should probably be able to name more. But...
1: Well, St. George, for example. Is that the medieval beowulf? Or I don't know, just random.
0: Beowulf. Yeah, thank you. There's another good one for me. Um, But yeah, it's it's ridiculous that I can't name five things in the middle there over the course of a thousand years. And off the top of my head, I, I think that goes to show that the education that we get, especially here in America, like my cousins' like reading list and my brother's reading list are ridiculous. They, I think, like eighty percent of the books have been written in the last like twenty-five years.
1: Lindy effect again. That's it. Always applies to the reading list of universities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because at least when I was there, even eight years ago, or gosh, I don't know how long ago now it was. Uh, yeah, I guess about seven eight years ago when I was at high school, it was still like you could choose to read something that was at least, you know, a good American author, right? Like there was still Kurt Vonnegut. There was still Kerouac and people who at least are substantial authors. But now it's just like, this person's, I this, you will read this book in high school. And by the time your kid's in high school, that author will be forgotten and you won't be able to buy that book anymore. That's yeah, It's, the, it's, the it's that weird
1: somehow. I've
0: Yeah. And I think, people of something when you do that
1: you what did you say
0: i I think you're i think you're robbing people of something when that's how you educate them
1: yeah you're ripping them out of out of their tradition like i said it's it's older older authors have for example i i i haven't read chesterton but he has a his quotes man his quotes are so strong
0: (laughs) that's one of the few quote accounts i still follow because i follow and I was like I can't just sit here and look at quotes all day because but- his,
1: I don't know what, what you like about it but it's for me he has such a respect for tradition and he, he reveres it and he not not from a hated towards something but from a deep respect from something and that's why what, what I enjoy it's like I, we don't know it so we have to be humble for example I quoted this week quote, tradition is democracy of the dead
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think that there's a I, I love that. And I think that he has, I think humility is the thing where.
1: Humility, yes, yes.
0: He understood that if things are lasted a thousand years, then there's something to it. It's not, you can't, even if you don't understand it, that doesn't mean you can't, you can just throw it out. Or maybe if you have this novel idea <laughs> that trumps it, right? You might have the, you think you have the trump card. Well, yeah it's like when especially modern atheists like the new atheist movement when you look at their objections to the to religion you're like come on at least give something substantial right (laughs) because all these questions that so many of them raise have been answered many many times and if you just read thomas aquinas you would just the see problem
1: it. is they always attack on the same points. And I have to say, I was a new atheist before. I was I'm I'm a convert in a sense, <laughs> although I was baptized when I was young. But yeah, the problem is they attack on very few easy to attack points. And they mm-hmm. don't attack it on the full depth of it. So they try to attack it from rational standpoints, but there's so 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 much more. For example, on on part of beauty there's you can't attack beauty it's it's impossible i mean you there have been essays written on beauty but i've never seen a good new atheist attack on beauty of catholic church except Mm. for it costs too much
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and then yeah and and people don't recognize either that the the cost that gets put into that is something that's actually shared with the most poor among us it is i think that That's one thing that when people criticize the expensiveness of the beauty of the church, that they don't recognize that really, this is the only place where the poor can find beauty until recently when a museum ticket became $5. But that's only in the last hundred years, maybe. Before that, all the beauty was in the most wealthy hands. That's how you could acquire that kind of beauty. And so the fact that the church offered that to people to have somewhere where you could go and look around and it looks like a palace of a king is i think a service to those people actually and i think that that's something that is missed for sure well
1: i do i don't fully agree with you because i do think the past was a lot more beautiful and all it's the, the the buildings of the past were just more beautiful not only the churches mm-hmm. it's it just the uh, I'm not a glorifier of the past, certainly, okay. but the 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 18th and 19th century, for example, of the Art Nouveau in Europe, or the 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 beauty of the castles in the Middle Ages. There were slums, of course, in Europe, but there was a lot more beauty that poor people could see, and it was not only
0: limited to churches. <laughs> that is true, but I guess I'm thinking of more of the like ornamentation and everything inside. Oh, yeah. You okay. you wouldn't have access to like now we can go to a museum and see great works of art and you can take you know even poor but i do
1: i do agree with you that the most beautiful things are found in churches mm-hmm. that, that i do agree
0: <laughs> well that's, that works uh but yeah i think that having access to that like the stained glass windows people couldn't put those into their own homes you couldn't yeah. you can't afford to have a lot of that intricate you know design and all of that like you i think there's if you look at the little kind of towns and everything that had that unique feel and culture to it. I think that that is beautiful and is something that, you know, we should preserve for sure. But I don't think that the, you couldn't just go into um, a Lord's castle and see the beautiful works of art and tapestries that they had, but you could go to your local church for free and see those sorts of of things. Um, And it was sort of like a, the ability to go to a museum and have you know have that if you go to you know if you were really really poor in the you know 1500s you could still walk into westminster or you know abbey and see incredible art that you're not going to get anywhere else probably so that's kind of where i was going with it not as much the because i do think that the local communities and the old buildings that you have are incredible and i i wish that there was more being built and that's where like from my next house I mean my first house out of you know you kind of you don't get the pick of the litter really but it's like when I can actually choose where I live and have a little bit more option I want to find somewhere that's that has a unique feel in some way it'll still feel very like (laughs) probably very European almost because that's the only kind of architecture that we have here Uh, there's not much of this all American architecture, if it's truly American, is generally not great, because anything good we have we took from Europe.
1: <laughs> That's you just how I see. It, it's just a continuation of Europe dance, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you is- have to um, embrace it in a certain sense. I uh, I've like I've embraced it my part. Like for example, um, most of the European countries, for example, Italy and Belgium, for example, are also quite new countries. Are newer than 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 the usa they are they are italy was 1870 and belgium was 1830 i think so they are they are more recent than than uh yeah than uh, america for example but they still grab their older older heritage Mm
0: -hmm. yeah in their current state they they didn't kind of settle into the current nation state that they are now but there was kind of, I think that there's also a difference too between country and nation, where the reason why Europe has kind of, I think, fractioned a little bit more more recently is because of the sense that these kind of many nations that were living within a bigger nation um, finally got their, were able to in, be independent and kind of have that, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it's, it's kind of respecting the unique, identity of that culture in that area i mean the polish are another one that i think have uh, the italians are kind of actually an interesting one because they are yeah. really more fraction <laughs> they, they have a very fractioned history
1: yeah you have the the the, the vatican <laughs> states within also within italy and then you have north italy and and it's i, I don't know if you've been to europe before or
0: a couple to, also to to, italy, uh, or hey i've been to spain
1: as well oh to spain and also only in spain or to italy spain and italy i haven't been to italy Ah, okay oh, it's uh interesting i do, although the favorite of my european countries is greece at the moment yeah. <laughs> i love the the calm of the greece
0: mm-hmm. yep i i've been trying to talk my wife into like uh like a mediterranean cruise sort of thing so like you could see <laughs> You could go to Italy, you could go to Greece, you can kind of like, you know, just see all of those places, I feel like places that you want to, um, and just take in the culture. Oh, the
1: Mediterranean, there's so much to explore, it's it's absurd, man,
0: it's Mm -hmm. absurd. (laughs) Yep, Italy and Greece are like two top things for me, I want to, you know, I just think that there's obviously a ton of richness of history, I like the history side of things too, like I like to, you know.
1: Uh, you don't like to lay on the beach
0: <laughs> I, I do too uh, <laughs> I only like only to lay on the beach <laughs> i'll go to <laughs> i'll go to south carolina or something like that <laughs> in the states it's a little cheaper
1: <laughs> oh, like perfect that. perfect <laughs> also well, i missed something i wanted to say um in the churches the, the church depictions before used to be a bible in the sense for people mm-hmm. with the poor you you went to a church and People didn't read the Bible because people couldn't read. And how did they perceive the church? Mostly through Latin, sometimes in vernacular, but mostly through Latin. And also the depictions on the wall. It was mm-hmm. the Bible of the of the people. Mm-hmm. So there's there's. I think it's in. oh, I forgot. I forgot the cathedral in uh, South England. Um, oh man, it's an important one. Why did I forget? <laughs> <laughs> And it's just a wall, a, a wall piece, and it's it says the and it's named the Bible of 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 this cathedral. Forgotten name. It's oh, it's the start of a big pilgrim route. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but interesting, yeah. No, I do think that that's something that's important, and it also teaches you about the saints. I think that a huge part of why, especially here in America, we don't actually know the saints very well. I don't think, and it's because you don't have that like you don't have the stained glass where it's like you have the icon you know oh because that is a British that's a British soldier with a dragon that's Saint George right you know the those sorts of things um that's a girl soldier that's Saint Joan of Arc right you can kind of see those things and know that and then you can sort of tell the tale you know Kids can ask their parents about that while they're in church, and the parent can explain who that yeah, saint is. It's
1: also the, the things I learned from posting the stained glass are it's it's incredible how much richness there is in the stained glass. You have you always have the some attributes, some depictions that are that remind you of this particular saint because there are a lot and always. In each stained glass, you you, you see who who it is, you see it, mm-hmm. yeah, by the robes, by by their certain attributes, by their their staff or their whatever, <laughs> it yeah. it looks different, and it's it's such richness that somehow got lost in the more. I I do like the the, the more modern art does have the, the 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 divine light in a sense, but it doesn't have the richness of the and the depth that carried us. To here
0: yeah i agree i i don't i think that i mean i wish i could spot more saints just based on you know yeah when you
1: start posting a lot of stained glass you get to recognize them
0: (laughs) yeah that's good i i think that that's definitely something that i want to look into more and learn more about but there's like a million things and so now it's like put that on the list to dive into
1: (laughs) (laughs) you you can keep your
0: day full of things to do (laughs) exactly Yeah, exactly. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before? I think
1: I've touched on most of the
0: things I wanted to tell. I think,
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, to kind of wrap up then, I think it'd be great to let people know where they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, everything like that if you want to shout it out here. And I'll be sure to also put that in the show notes for everyone listening.
1: So I have three accounts where I'm very quite active on the first my main account is my twitter account where i post every day i post saints i post historical events i post and that, that that's the most and i post um i try to convey the beauty of the churches to try to make you in a church while you're scrolling your phone mm-hmm. <laughs> the second account that i am also on i'm a little bit less active on it on instagram but i post every day mm-hmm. is instagram also stained glass zealot you can find me there and the last account is um glass dot okay. and that, that's where i post my essays it's also a newsletter so that's uh where you can find me and i write on christianity and beauty
0: awesome well thanks uh for coming on i appreciate it and i will be linking all that stuff in the show notes for everyone listening and for anyone listening. You can also go over to the Conversation for Our Generation website to watch. And while you hear this interview, you can just look at beautiful stained glass if you do that. So definitely check that out too. And thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conversation for Our Generation. Like I said earlier, definitely go and check out what stained glass zealot Cell- Stain is doing. You can find them at glass Search for stained glass zealot and you'll be able to find all the stuff he's got going on so check that out check out what his writing and everything as well lots of interesting stuff happening lots of beautiful things that he shares as well so definitely check him out and like i said if you want to watch the full conversations and other conversations going forward you can subscribe on conversationfiregeneration.com for two dollars a month supports me and my work gives you access to right now the full length interviews but there will be more stuff coming uh, as time goes on, and as I figure out some more stuff, we're gonna—I'm going to be rolling out more content for for subscribers and other things available there as well. So definitely check that out if you're a subscriber. As those things are rolling out, you will be the one getting the best benefit and the most bang for your buck because you will get early access and all sorts of stuff if you're an early subscriber. So definitely go there and check that out. And let me know if there's any other people that I should be talking to. Other interesting accounts on twitter interesting people on youtube anywhere that you're finding interesting content people having weird interesting conversations productive conversations putting out ideas that are unique i'd like to hear about them. i'd like to talk to those people and so definitely let me know and thank you for listening to this episode of the conversation of our generation let's get the dialogue going talk to you next time